Blah, blue, blah, blue. Hey, everybody. Welcome. I welcome you to the show, even though uh, I'm here and you are not. I am here and you are not. I, uh, I'm sitting across from a 24-hour fitness right now, which is... Okay. This is how you know that some of these things are bullshit, because, like... I I consider myself a pretty smart guy. I mean, I'm not I'm not like a a fucking genius or something. I mean, I couldn't actually do something important and useful in the world, but I'm reasonably intelligent. Like if you give me a piece of technology or a bookshelf to put together and uh I've got like instructions that are decent-ish, I can I can get the job done. You know, or like I can I can figure out how to do something. Like if I'm like, here's where I am, here's where I'd want to be, uh, what are the steps to get there? And for the most part I can figure that out. I I rarely find things that um are impossible for me to accomplish or like just where I throw my hands up and say, This is too fucking complicated. Um the most likely scenario for that, I do know one thing is like I can't learn how to do something by watching someone else do it. Like, I have to do it myself. Anyway, so I went to a 24-hour fitness because uh, for a few weeks there I was driving Poonmaster Flex to work and uh, wanted to go to a gym. So I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll switch from, because a 24-hour fitness opened in Greeley, maybe I'll switch to this one in Fort, uh, to doing that instead of the Funplex and then I can go the one in Greeley and the one in Fort Collins. Because that was my understanding of how 24-hour fitness works. Is you get a membership there, and you're a member of all 24-hour fitnesses. Which is honestly kind of an ingenious marketing scheme for people. Because it's like, for very few people, are they probably going to be like, find a lot of use to that. You know what I mean? It's not like... Oh, yeah, I go to the one in Fort Collins and then in Greeley and I go to both every day. That is not going to happen. And so, like, even if I was going to one and the other alternating or something, that's like, it's not going to have a noticeable effect to the other users of that gym. And the person who's even going to do that is like one in ten, right? Like, it's at, at most, I would probably be going, well, if I, if I wasn't driving Poonmaster Flex to work, uh, I would never go. Like, I would always go to the same one. So it's really like a benefit that you can put on um, without actually having to deliver on it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. If if you're in fucking Washington, D.C., you can go to 24-Hour Fitness. That's amazing. You know, and, like, I'm going to see that and be like, oh, that's pretty cool. But then when you get down to it, it's like, how many times am I going to be on vacation for long enough that I'm like, I got to hit the gym? Gotta hit the gym. Um, so anyway, I was thinking about it, and then I saw they were like, okay, you can get online and you can sign up for a free chat. Well, first, first, I went to the one in Greeley. And the reason I was thinking of switching to that originally is because it's like two blocks from where I work. So this makes the sort of dream of the lunch workout a reality. Um... You know, and they have everything I could want there. So I go there and check it out. And, of course, they do the thing where it's like, you know, I was like, I just kind of want to look around. And so she gives me, like, a full tour. 
which is fine because I can't really just be like, you know, I just really want to walk around. And like, can you just alert everyone? Hey, if you see some guy working out in jeans, he's not supposed to be. He's He said he was just looking around. But, you know, so of course they give you the tour and then they're like explaining everything to you. Like, here's how a basketball court works and you can check out a basketball. And I'm like, I, I'm not joining a gym to play fucking basketball. Are you crazy? Like, that is so stupid. But uh, I made a mistake because I went there at a weird time. I went there at like 10.30 a.m. And I asked the lady when she's giving me the tour, I was like, well, what are like, what would you say are the busy time or the less busy times? And I guess this was actually me being stupid, not her, because she was like, well, you know, basically overnight it's dead in here and uh, during the day it's busier. And I was like, I guess I should have predicted that answer. Because it's like, well, yeah, duh, of course. I can imagine that at 1.30 in the morning, the gym is probably not super crowded. Um, which is probably, it's a weird thing about 24-hour fitness, too. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess it it actually is 24 hours. But, you know, as a person who runs 24-hour fitness, I'm like, how much use are you getting out of those, like... uh Let's call it like the 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. hours. That's got to be like a six-hour period that's really not getting you much. But then on the other hand, you think about how a gym works, and it's like, well, it works on number of memberships, so maybe it's like idiots who think they're going to be there at 10.30 p.m. And so if they get more memberships, it doesn't really matter. Like, this is, this is the big secret of gyms, right? They sell memberships and kind of hope that you don't use them. Um, if they could sell, like, a thousand memberships and then the place was dead 24-7, that would be perfect. So they'd be like, well, we don't really have to have a lot of staff. We don't have to maintain shit. This is amazing. But, uh... So anyway, I, you know, I asked that question. But overall, I was like, you know... It doesn't seem very crowded, and why it was dumb is what I was really trying to ask is like, hey, look, if I come here at 6 p.m. and want to use a bench press, am I going to wait 45 minutes? I can, I can wait 20 minutes. That's fine. But I don't want to wait 45 minutes. That's not going to happen. Um, but anyway, so she showed me around, showed me a bunch of stuff I would never use, showed me a bunch of stuff that's like, whatever. I mean... It's like, oh, here's our cardio room. So it's like you can have satellite in or they have like pre-recorded programs. So if no, if nothing's going on in this room, you can use this kiosk and then set up like a cardio boxing program and then it'll be on here and you can do it. So she's like, so if you're here at one in the morning and want to do a cardio boxing program and like when you're touring the gym, when you're looking around and stuff, I mean, humans are so stupid. I was just saying I'm smart, but I'm like, I'm stupid because I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's a nifty system. And then I guess the reason I think I'm smart is because I immediately also thought I am never going to use that in a thousand million years. Like, no, that's not going to happen. But I, I guess it's a, it is a nifty system. I got to give that to him. So anyway, toured around, looked around. Then I discovered when I was driving Poonmaster Flex, you can get like a three-day trial pass. They're like, try us for like three days, see what you think. So I was like, all right, well, 
I really only want to work out in Fort Collins this one time. So I might as well do this and try it and whatever. Um, so I, I did it. It was fine. I did have to wait for a while to get in to get in the squat rack, but it wasn't ridiculous. The other thing is uh, when I was... So I jogged over to where it was, except I got turned around and ended up jogging for like 45 minutes when I meant to go for 10 minutes of jogging. And uh, the week after, so this was on Wednesday, and it was that like Saturday that I got the flu. I blame that jog. I blame that 45-minute jog for giving me the flu. I don't think it works that way, but fuck it. So I do my trial, and then I was like, well, we'll see, because I am going to be out of town for a couple weeks. And I was like, you know, maybe what I should do is get this 24-hour fitness membership, and then I can use it when I'm out of town. Although, so they explain it to you. So I go to the gym for the trial. And then, of course, since you're like an internet-free trial, they're like, let me show you around the gym. Uh, so I got shown around that whole gym. And he's like, what are you here to do? And I told him. And he's like, okay, cool. And um, But then they show you everything anyway, including the locker room, which is I'm like, I know how a locker room works. Thank you very much. It's pretty self-explanatory. Locker room. What is it? It's a room full of lockers. And also urinals and sinks. They do have weird stuff there where, like, they have, uh, you know, like, deodorant and stuff on the counter in the sink, which I'm like, no, no. People, just bring your own. Like, this is not, this is not an accoutrement that I want to pay for with my gym membership. Thank you very much. But, uh, I wish I could buy, like, a stripped-down gym membership, which is, like, Look, I'm not going to use the shower here. I'm not going to I'm not going to use the deodorant. Um I'm not even going to take shits here if I can ever help it, you know, like give me a pass that's a punch card where it's unlimited use of the gym and five shits a year. And you know, if I and if I go over that number of shits, if I take shit number 6, then I got to pay an extra 25 bucks, but I mean, I really I don't use extra stuff at the gym. It's just kind of the basic stuff, and then I leave, and you would never know I was there. Anyway, so, you know, he shows me around, and he's like, they got to do the thing where they sit at their little stupid desk, and they're like, and this whole time, I'm just walking around like, look, I I got the basics here, and like, I just, I'm going to try this out and see how it goes, but, you know, I, I'm not looking to be convinced or sold, and I don't think that's going to be effective for me. But uh, he basically shows me the same shit, and then, whoa, he's like, uh, sorry, there was a, a sudden stop to be made. Um, he shows me around and then sits at the desk, and he's like, so here's our rate. So here, okay, this is where things start to get confusing for me. Apparently, there are three types of gyms within the 24-hour fitness system of offerings there's like a super sport there's a you know something else and like an urban sport or some shit just three generic different names that i don't think have anything to do with each other except to be like okay so if you get a membership at a super sport that works at any other super sport but if you want to go to one of these other types um you can't and i was like okay I see, I see now how this system works because it's like, 
So really, when you buy a 24-hour fitness pass, you get one to any other 24-hour fitness in the country that's probably a third of the 24-hour fitnesses in the country. So as unlikely as it is that I would, you know, go work out while I'm in Seattle or something, um, this makes it even less likely. Because I did, I did the math on it because I was like, all right, I'm going to be gone for like two weeks, but a week of that is conference. So Poonmaster Flex is going to be with me the first week. I'm not going to go to the gym. But then that second week, I'll be going to a conference, and I was like, yeah, maybe I'll go to the gym. Like, why the fuck not? I'll be by myself. Um, but the gym I would go to, I was like, well, that's like a 45-minute bus ride from where I'll be. So I'm like, do I want to spend 90 total minutes on the bus to spend 90 total minutes at the gym? And I was like, maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of cool guy I am. But I was like, I, maybe that's possible. So anyway, uh, he explained that to me, which I was like, okay, so I'm starting to see some of the scam here. Then he was like, we can lock you in for this rate of, I don't know, it's like 40 or $60 a month or something. And then... Uh, he was like, but here's the thing. This rate uh, is gone after this weekend. So or in two days, he was like, so you have basically two more days to get this rate. And then after that, everything's going to shoot way up. Um, and let's say it was 40 a month, because I think it was something like 40 a month. He was like, it's 40 a month. And after this, it's going to be 120 if you don't sign up in the next two days. And I was like. You know what? In my head, of course, I was like, oh, okay. Acting like I'm taking it very seriously. But in my head, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take that chance. I'm going to take the risk of that going up that much because um, I don't believe you, A. And B, if it turns out that it got, had gone up from 30 to like 120 or 40 to 120, it tripled in price for no reason. Um, That's fine. You know, because I'm. Here's the thing. I'm not, like, desperate for a gym. It's not like this is the only game in town. So I'm kind of like, whatever, man. Like, if uh, if it's unreasonable, then I'll just go somewhere else. Fuck it. I, I was in a position to take a chance on it. To say, you know what? I'm curious to see if what this guy's telling me is true. Uh, it turns out it was completely not true. The rate has not changed whatsoever, as far as I can tell. So I was like, all right, well, he's full of shit. Here was the other weird thing. He was like, okay, so you sign up. It's $40 a month. No hidden fees or anything like that. However, in your second or third month of membership, we do charge you a $60 fee. This is just a once-a-year fee. Um, so, you know, don't be surprised by that. And I was like, I'm confused what that is for exactly. Because it was like, it's... It's not a fee that you pay if you just do a monthly or a yearly or whatever. It's regardless of what kind of membership you do. They're like somewhere in a vague period between month two and three, uh, you'll get this extra $60 charge for something that we're not really clear on. And I was like, I, how, who did the math on this? I mean, some, some evil asshole somewhere has crunched the numbers and figured out, you know what? Month, between month two and three, people are still, like, dedicated and shit, so they'll pay that extra 60, and then they're like, well, now I'm invested for the rest of the year, 
So they'll keep paying that like 40 a month because they're like, well, I paid 60 for the last whatever or something. It's somebody somewhere, some evil bastard has figured out the maximum amount of cash you can squeeze out of an individual before they'll be like, I can't take it. But I did, I was very curious about that. I was like, what exactly is that fee for? I don't know if I understand what's happening. But again, I was just like, who knows if I'm even going to do this? Like, I don't care. But this is why I felt like stupid. Because I felt like I could not understand and really navigate the membership option. I couldn't understand them because, well, I think I was just overthinking it. I should have just accepted the answer that came immediately to my head, which was, they're charging you a shitload of money. They're charging you the maximum amount of money that they can charge somebody, basically. They figured that out, and so you just get this random other charge, and also it triples for no reason, and like, just crazy shit. They're just doing crazy shit to try and get you into this gym today. I gotta assume also that the people who work there work on commission, because, you know, this guy's like hustling me, trying to get me to sign up right then. Which I was like, I just, like, I'm on my first day of a three-day test out the gym period. Don't you think I want to, like, work out first and see what I think? So I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going to say, yeah, I'm ready to commit now. It's like going to the car lot and then buying a car before you test drive anything. I mean, wouldn't you be like, I'd, I'd like to get behind the wheel before I commit. So anyway, it just I felt bewildered because I just didn't really understand. And I I kind of think this is like uh I talked about this a little before how gyms take advantage of people, but I think this might be another like way that gyms take advantage of people, which is you get in there, you're confused, and then like they further confuse you. Um so, like, you get in there, and if you're not familiar with gyms and stuff like that, you're confused, and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know how this works. I don't know how this machine... What is this machine? What do you mean, pushing a sledge? What does that even mean? I don't... I have no idea. Oh, a Versa climber? Should I pretend I know what that is, or should I just, like... Oh, an Airdyne bike? Should I just nod and act like, oh, yeah, I've done that before? It's a little bit like, oh, God. Like, my least favorite question in the world, which is you go to a restaurant and they're like, have you ever dined here before? This seems to be, like, the new standard question they ask at every restaurant. And I kind of want to be like, is it is is there different information you give me depending on what I say? Or is this restaurant a special restaurant that operates differently than other restaurants? Like, is when I go to the melting pot, and it's like a fondue thing and whatever, and they're like, have you ever been here before? Even that's not really the right question, because I'm like, I have, but I was like in, you know, I don't know, junior high school or something. Like, I don't, you're going to have to explain some shit to me. Just explain it to me, and if I know what's going on, how about this? Start explain. say like, all right, I'm going to kind of explain how this all works, but if you've been here before, just stop me if I'm giving you old information, right? Anyway, so the gym, I just feel like you're confused about everything, and they're like, they take advantage of you because you're confused, but you don't want to say you're confused, and also you don't want to feel like you don't want to express that you're intimidated by just even going to a gym. So you're just like, well, 
this is a situation membership-wise. I'm also confused by this, but I could just pay my way out of it, I guess. I could just be like, fuck it. I'll just give you money. Can I just give you money and then then you'll stop bothering me? All right, that's what I'm going to do. Cool. Um, so that's an option. <laughs> it's always an option. So uh, eh, it worked out there, whatever. So since then, I've been getting phone calls from them, like, a couple times a week. This guy's like, hey, I'm the, uh, I work at the Super Sport Greeley. I just, I saw that you had done an online thing and wanted to check out how you were feeling about a membership and blah, blah, blah. Which I was like, you know what? You want to call me once? That's fair game. Then he called again, like, two days later and left the same message. And then I blocked his phone number. Because I was like, fuck you. Like, you can't just keep calling me. If if I'd known, well, I still would have done it. Because I'd be like, yeah, it's worth a couple phone calls. But if I'd known that this is what I was signing up for, I would have put in a my work phone number. By the way, this is a, a genius tactic that I've invented that I encourage you all to rip off. Which is, uh, use your work extension, if you've got one, for all your bullshit. So when you're signing up for a gym and they're like, we need your home phone number, they don't need your home phone number. But you can just give them your work number. Um, the second tier of that is if you have a coworker you don't really like. That's a great phone number to give out at like Lowe's when you're buying screws. Because, you know, they don't call you and say who they're looking for. They just call that number and they're like, uh, or they give it away. They sell that number to people or whatever. What what have you? They do shit with it, right? Oh, God damn it. Um, they do crazy shit with it. And the, so instead of doing crazy shit with your number, they could be doing crazy shit with somebody else's number. It's perfect. I highly recommend this course of action. So uh, uh, memorize a not-liked co-worker's phone number. Or a former coworker is good too, if you have their like their work number, because that's the other thing is like the beauty of memorizing a coworker's work number is like I'm assuming most offices kind of work this way, where my extension is pretty close to everybody else's, you know, it's like two digits off or something like that, so it's like everybody's is five oh six eight five something something. So I feel like I've got maximum deniability in terms of just saying, oh, shit, you know, I I'm, I just gave him the wrong number. I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't mean to. Um, if calls are coming through. And then it's like, what are they going to do? They can't do anything. And they also probably won't even know to be mad at you because they'll just think, damn it, why am I getting all these robocalls? But also getting robocalls at work ain't so bad because you're just like, eh, fuck it, I'm just here doing stuff I don't care about anyway. Anyway. It really is a... I guess it's just a big scam, right? I mean, maybe maybe it's like a... Okay, this is like how I feel about going to Vegas. Right? Like, you go to Vegas and you just have to accept that it costs money. Like, things cost money. And it's just... That's what it's going to be. You're going to spend some money. You're probably going to spend more money on some things than you really wanted to. Uh, you're going to have a meal that you're like, that was just a $14 hamburger. That's bullshit. But 
that's the thing of like going there maybe is like look if you go there this is what you should expect um and that's what it's going to be so just if you accept it before you go if you're just kind of like at some point i'm going to buy a fucking 14 dollar hamburger and uh so I'm going to prepare myself for that emotionally right now. And then uh, when it happens, I won't get all upset. I think that's the way to go. I think you got to do that because then you're like, all right, you know what? That's then when it happens, you're like, I'm not going to waste time being pissed off about it while I'm on vacation. I've already been pissed off about it. You get pissed off about it in the week before you go. So then when you uh, when you get there, you're like, eh, fuck it, whatever. So, um, and fitness is, like, the same thing. Because it, it, it's kind of a scam, right? As far as, like, the gym is a scam. Because, you know, just thinking about, uh, okay, so I got I got a squat rack from this guy that I work with for free. Because um, he was getting a new one, and he's like, I just want this to go to somebody who's going to use it. And I was like, I'll fucking, I'll put that shit in the garage and use it. So I'm kind of trying to... F- wait for because my prediction is like march april is going to be the time to get some weights online so if you buy weights like plates brand new you can expect to pay like between a dollar dollar fifty a pound is how it ends up kind of working out the math um which is more than i'd like to pay um but the and especially because if you think about it too much you're like you know, these manufacturers of weights must make a fuck ton of money. Because basically all you got to do is have some metal molds, pour the metal in there, stamp them out or whatever, you know what I mean? And then you're just like, you're just selling heavy shit that's about the same heaviness. It's just a 45-pound lump of shit, right? Like, it, it doesn't really have to have any properties other than being the size and weight that you say it's going to be. And I would think that uh, in a manufacturing process, those would be fairly simple things to do, right? Like I, as far as uh, what you could manufacture on an assembly line, I would think objects that are of a fairly consistent weight and size is pretty easy, right? I mean, like compared to putting a fucking car together, that's got to be some simple shit. And then you think about like, Okay, somebody's selling this to me a dollar or fifty pound. I mean, how much is the manufacturing cost on a forty-five pound weight plate? Because if you end up paying sixty bucks for it, I mean, what's the manufacturing cost? It's got to be so low. It's just like probably scrap metal and shit, right? Like it can't be, it can't be that expensive. Or you know, I, I guess you think about like a treadmill or something, and you're like. They've managed to sell... Basically, what has happened is the the fitness gym industry has managed to charge us to do the things that we used to just do naturally, right? Which is, like, run around, move things around, basically not just be completely sedentary. Um, they found ways to commoditize that, which is pretty amazing. I mean, it's not... I. I know I wouldn't go so far as to say it's totally predatory. Maybe it's a little opportunistic, but I, I do feel like, you know, it's kind of our own fault. I mean, we could do, we could have less sedentary lives, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you can. 
I'm an e-marketing specialist, um, which means I do my work in front of the computer like all fucking day. But you know, I guess I could I could try and find a different job that's not that and not in front of the computer all day. The problem is you really should have a job that's like not in front of the computer all day until you're I don't know, 45 and then it's like, all right, you know what? Now I'm ready to to make that switch. Like everyone should have a career switch. You could do hard labor when you're young and then when you're old switch to doing not hard labor except you wouldn't be very good at whatever you switch to because you'd be like I've been doing this for two years and also I'm 45 so I'm not real learned about some of this shit I haven't I haven't sat in front of a computer for work for like my entire life and now I'm going to switch to doing that that's got to be a tough switch um but anyway, it is it's like a big scheme, I guess. So maybe maybe you just when it comes to fitness stuff, you just got to accept that you're getting ripped off and just sort of say like, you know, again, like Vegas, you sort of say, "Here's my budget from a Vegas trip." And uh that's both to keep me from overspending but also to keep me in line as far as you know, if I spend that much and that much gets spent, that's fine. That's what that was the plan so maybe that's what you got to do you just got to be like you know if this is what fitness is going to cost access to the possibility of fitness so there you go it's funny too because fitness is both um costly of your money if you use a gym and stuff but then also costly of your time like Again, in natural sort of human existence. And it, I'm not, like, advocating we should go back to hunter-gatherer days because, I mean, that doesn't seem very realistic at this point. It's funny when people talk about these things, like, I don't I don't love factory farming. And at the same time, I'm like, I don't know how everyone expects to get fed if, you know, like, is it realistic for everyone to have a chicken coop in their yard? Like the way the way we've structured our lives at this point does not make it very realistic that we're all going to work that way. I think. I don't know. Maybe someone smarter than me can figure it out, but whatever. And uh, yeah, and so fitness is like you spend the money, but then you also have to spend your time. Like your leisure time is spent being fit. Which is fine, like, for me, I, you know, I tend to enjoy fitness activities. Like, I, I derive pleasure from it of some kind. It's not to say that it's not painful or, like, strenuous. It's just, I, whatever, for whatever reason, I won the one part of the genetic lottery I won. You know, I snore. I uh, have alcoholism. I had to go get some moles removed, like all kinds of the worst fucking dental hand you could possibly get. But I did I did win the genetic lottery in terms of like I tend to enjoy exercise. It makes me feel good. But for most people, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's got to be it's got to be the worst because you're like, I got to spend money to do a thing I don't even really want to do. Like, I don't like doing it. I like having done it. I like going home and being like, ah, I worked out today. Because then you're like, I wasn't a complete slob today, but I don't necessarily enjoy the activity. 
that's that is a hard place to be in. For sure. Um I listened to an interview with somebody who she was like an exercise scientist of some kind or a sociologist or some I don't know what she was, but her kind of whole theory of exercise was basically like number one, you shouldn't do it uh because you feel like you're supposed to. You should do something that you enjoy. Which I know everyone struggles with that, right? Like finding a thing of exercise they enjoy. Although she was a little helpful on it because she was like, well, maybe you need to reframe what exercise is to you. Because like maybe you think exercise is something where your heart rate's got to be at like 180 or something. And it's like, you know, maybe maybe sweeping out the garage is enough exercise for you. I mean, if you swept out the garage every day... um which sounds boring as fuck, right? But, you know, or maybe, like, hiking is exercise for you, so you just got to figure out a way to do that a little more often. Like, maybe exercise does not have to be uh, throwing around battle ropes at your maximum capacity or something. But I also, I thought, I thought she was right, but also it wasn't helpful because something else she talked about was, like, you can't, uh, you can't expect to have an exercise program work for you if you're basic, basically if you're into it for aesthetic reasons. Because, like, if you start an exercise program, um, minimum, bare minimum, six months to notice any difference in, like, how you look. And how you feel should probably also be, like, six months. Um, and that's a, that is a long you know, some people will say, like, uh, try this video game. Now, the first, like, eight hours of it suck. But once you once you play it, or, you know, even realistically, like, the first three hours suck. Or watch this show. The first three hours suck. But, you know, once you get past it, it's that's good. And whenever people say shit like that, I'm like, you know, there's plenty of other things I've never seen that don't have a three-hour prelude of pain to get to the good. I'll watch those. And if I'm if I'm not willing to watch a three hour show, so all I gotta do is fucking sit there and watch a thing, how willing am I gonna be to uh actually like get up and exercise for six fucking months? And it's like, well once you get past that six month minor barrier, you will start enjoying it. And it's like, that is fucking crazy. Right? Like that is a crazy amount to invest in something before <laughs> before you get to like it. I don't know, it's I don't I don't know. On the one hand I agreed with her, like that's probably realistic, but on the other hand I was like, is it reasonable to ask slash expect anyone to actually do that? Like is it uh it was more like when she said that I was like, yeah, no fucking wonder people don't exercise. If it takes that fucking long, like fuck that. I'm not doing that shit. No way. I mean, it's not it's not worth it. Six months of my life. It would be like um, before I got braces, I, you know, went to the doctor. I just, like, got a checkup. I asked someone, like, who should I go to for a checkup? And they sent me to, like, an internist because they were like, oh, they're good. This guy's good. So I went to him, and he was like, why are you here? You know, basically, once I, once I was sitting there, and he's like, you're in good shape. Like, what are you doing here? And I was like, well... I haven't had a physical or I haven't seen a doctor in like 
a decade, and I'm about to go get these fucking braces put on, but I do not want to go through that shit and spend the money if I'm, like, dying, right? If I have some other, if I have a, a more serious medical affliction, I do not want to do that. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is not, like, a purely cosmetic thing, but if, I, if I've if i got a, a disease, let's let's knock that out first, and then we'll think about think about what the mouth is doing. In other words, I'm getting these braces to help my teeth last for my lifetime, if possible. But uh, if that lifetime's only going to be 10, 10 more years, then, eh, I'll take my chances. Um, so anyway, it's a little like that. It's a little bit like that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, if, if six months of your life is going to be spent in order to get to the point of enjoying fitness, and then you're like, oh, I died in five years, I'd be like, hmm. I don't know if that was a good use of your time. I mean, if you were miserable for those six months and you had five years left, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I guess, like, the only thing I could I could add to what she said as far as, like, what she said is true and I think very accurate and true of people. And also, it's hard because it feels like you're discouraging people from exercising, right? Because you're like, Look, if you want to have an aesthetic or um, body feel result before the six-month mark, like, just forget it. Just fucking fold that dream up and put it in your pocket. Um, and, you know, buy, buy some Doritos because it ain't going to happen. But on the other hand, I think, like, maybe what I would add to that is see if you can find a way to incorporate exercise into your life that's not um not to look better and not to not to feel different necessarily okay so in other words like i got over the the hump in running which took like probably a year to get over the hump and be like a decent runner when i was 15 by the way so i mean it was a year when i was 15 so if it was now it would probably take me like 18 more years because that's about how much longer it takes for things to heal and stuff <laughs> um compared to when I was 15 but if i could if i could do that then the reason it worked then was because i was doing it for social reasons like my best friend at the time was doing it and i made other friends while doing this and like had people to hang out with so i did feel like when i was running i was like well the running part is not my favorite part of this but the social part is nice. And, like, I have friends now. And uh, and there is a, a nice element of, like, when you have a group of people and you go through a thing together. It's almost why I think, like, book clubs should read uh, terrible books or, like, Moby Dick or something. Because if, then if you all went through this thing together, you're bonded now. But really, I think it's, like, the motivation for me for fitness. The fitness was incidental. Um, it was more like, well, I guess if I'm going out and running six days a week, um, I'll make some friends. And, you know, I ran in the off season because I wanted to hang out with my friends. Not because I was like, yeah, I love it. Um, especially not at first. I mean, I fucking hated it at first and it was painful and sucked. 
But, you know, as as you progress and stuff, it was really what got me over the hump was wanting to do it to hang out with my friends. So I don't know, like, if there's a way to make it social for you or if there's a way to... If you can find a way for exercise to feed your soul um, and to make these sort of typical results of exercise a secondary benefit, I think that really does help. So I don't know exactly what that would be for everybody. Like maybe, you know, some suggestions I could have are like, uh, maybe you have like music that you really love and you only listen to it when you exercise. Because then you're like, when I exercise is when I get to listen to this music. Or like, I know a lot of people have done things like, they have a favorite podcast, wink. Um, but so they only listen to it when they're exercising. And so then the end result there is like, okay, so I ended up uh, getting in shape because I wanted to listen to this show. And uh, maybe it's an hour-long show, and I didn't want to listen to it over eight runs. I wanted to listen to, you know, I was in the middle of it, and my run was technically finished, but I was like, you know, I could go five more minutes and finish up this episode or something like that. I think that's like a, a one way to do it. Experience the thing you really like while you're experiencing something you don't like. Um, you know, if you go to a gym where they have a TV or if you have a treadmill at home or something, you could uh, pick out a Netflix series that you want to watch and then only watch it when you're on the treadmill or the stationary bike or whatever. Um, and I think over time you can develop... It, it helps you develop the habit. I think that's the thing. Is you got to get over that, like, six-month plus hump um, of making it a habit. And, and once you get over the hump, you will enjoy it. But the hump, I think, is longer than most people expect and is harder than people expect. And it's longer and harder than we've been sold. But uh, And it's it's very fucking real. So I think the thing is is to figure out how to motivate yourself. And I would also encourage you to motivate yourself not by doing things like well, if I if I exercise today, I can eat pizza today. Um, whereas if I don't exercise, I can't eat pizza. Because I think I it's like a reward system, but it's like a after the thing happens reward system. And I think the closer you can get the reward to the time of the act, the better. I think it's going to have a more direct effect. And also... If you can be rewarded while you're doing the thing that you don't want to do, I think that makes it more tempting to do that thing. It's really easy to sort of sell out your future self and say, like, fuck it, I'll never eat pizza again, um, rather than go for the run. Or, you know, then you're you're doing the math in your head all the time of, like, you know, maybe I don't like uh, exercising enough to eat pizza. Like, maybe giving up pizza is preferable. And you sort of set up this false equation in your mind where you're like, instead of saying, well, the whole point of this was for me to exercise, you're saying, I hate exercising so much I would give up something I love. And so it sets up this false equation where it's like, yeah, if you don't eat pizza, you don't have to exercise. Boom. But it's like, well, that wasn't really the point. So I don't know if you can try and incorporate something you like directly into fitness. I think that that could probably help um, probably help you get through it. I mean, even if that's like just another thing that helps me, I think, is 
running was like me time, solo time, uh, introvert time, which I need and have trouble getting sometimes, and especially at different periods in my life. And so running providing that for me was like a huge benefit um, and also kept me going a lot. So, you know, that's another thing. If, if you If you don't have enough of that sort of introvert self time, um, it can be a great, great way to get some of that. Great way to take a swim in Lake View for a while. That's for fucking sure. So yeah, I don't know. I think it's I think it's fine to get a little extreme. You know, there are a lot of purists who are like, oh, I would never wear headphones, or um, I would never do. I never go to a gym that has a TV or something. And it's like that's great, but I think it's better to work out with a TV in front of you than to not, for sure. Yeah, that's what I would encourage you to do. I don't know. I don't know when this turned into this kind of podcast, but here it is. <laughs>